0: hello everybody and welcome back it is monday june 12th 2023 and you're listening to episode 165 of the can i say something podcast your host and a recluse with the juicy caboose damien joining me today is Derek mcduff on today's show. One of the year's most anticipated movies, nerdy or otherwise, was released this past week, Spider-Man into the across the Spider-Verse. We'll be diving deep, deep into the Easter egg's character references and maybe the plot as well. But before that, we'll be getting into some movie and TV news, a little bit of what we've been watching, reading and playing. And catching up with our letterbox assignments, all in 30 minutes or less, right into the show. Can I say something at gmail.com, Bicycle on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend, family member or stranger, what's up man, how you doing?
1: Not too bad, not too bad.
0: Very good. That's very good. Yeah, it's a little warm (laughs) over here, a little little muggy. We got some of the, um, yeah, we're texting back and forth about the fires. Fires in Canada are, are coming down here and making us... Little woozy.
1: Uh, yeah, that's um you know, uh that it's usually that's how it is over here. Yeah. Uh, usually, you know, we're used to the wildfires and it's just like, oh well uh you know, I was I think sent you a couple memes of just being of California people <laughs> looking over New York and we're like like, yeah, welcome to the club.
0: First time, yeah. First time. Uh-huh. Yeah, first sure. time
1: first
0: time. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like, This is uh New York City looks like fucking Blade Runner twenty forty nine or Dune. No, it looks like like Dune. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I almost I almost nailed it. So sure. let's get in all this stuff. Um, so the Apple VR headset, the Apple Vision, so what's it called? Apple Apple Vision Pro headset was unveiled this week for the hefty price of thirty five hundred American U.S. dollars. Uh, did you have a chance to look at this?
1: Uh, I saw like a little review that like David Chen did. Um, yes. You know,
0: Definger Hardware, okay. I believe, did that
1: okay uh yes. yeah Believe, I, right? I saw i didn't see his i just saw the oh. david chen oh, like oh. tiktok on it Oh. okay um but yeah uh you know it but uh, i mean i don't know i don't care honestly i really don't care about this thing yeah it's, i'm i'm not gonna even if i had uh that amount of money to spend yes. on something like that i would, would not
0: no you wouldn't use it for like it's basically what i do right now is i have like a mini version of that where i sort of have a you know, PC where I listen to the watch movies or TV shows with a headset on, with a you know uh, not a VR headset, but a you okay. know um, audio headset on, and also with the TV, I have a 55 inch uh, you know pretty decent 4K setup, TLC setup, TCL setup, uh, um, Roku thing. So I'll have that with uh, with headphones on. So I have that sort of. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm there with the audio. Okay. So I've just I would like that for the immersiveness of watching a movie. I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's I just like to watch movies on a screen and not like them in Ready Player One. Well, but to each it turn. is a
0: screen. It's technically still a screen. It's just really, okay. really close to your face.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, I'm fine with getting some distance between my my eyeballs and the screen.
0: Yes, yes. We were talking before. Like I am, I'm, I'm the adopter. I'm the alpha adopter. I'm not even yeah. early adopter. I'm the alpha adopter. Yeah. <laughs> I play all the games before they come out. I play all the things in beta. I try all the first iterations of all the new te- technology. Bring it all on. I want it. I want right. it all on my face. <laughs> am, all am, right. I in, yeah. am I in my massive debt from all of these uh, early adoptions? Yes, but <laughs> yes, but <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> You're not going to live yeah, forever. You know, can't matters. take can't take it with you. Can't take the money with you. Can't take, can't take the debt with you. So, you know, that's the part they don't tell you. <laughs> you can't take your wealth with you, but also the debt, the debt, <laughs> debt doesn't come with you, with you either. So that's good, right?
1: There you go. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a positive way of thinking, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. So, uh, DGA has a tentative agreement. This was, um, I tried to find a more updated article or more updated, um, you know, report on this, what's happening, because we're recording this on the 10th, June, June 10th, um, on June 6th, this article from Variety, um, that's when this is from, says DGA National Board unanimously approves a tentative contract agreement with the AMPTA, PTP. Um, so, you know, they were talking about early on when the strike, when the uh, writer strike first happened, we were wondering if the other guilds would also, uh, follow suit. I believe we'll talk about this in a second, but the, Sag are beginning their negotiations as well. They've also, but uh, Sag Aftra have, um, they've approved a strike authorization, which basically means if they're not going to, they can't come to a deal with the, um, AMPTP, then they will also strike. Um, I'm not sure, that, I don't think they have a, a solid date on that, right? The I June, not as far as I know. June oh, sorry, June thirtieth. The current oh. seg after a contract expire at midnight on June thirtieth. So that's that's when they would strike if they can't come to a deal before then. So yeah, well, Yeah, yeah the directors are a bunch of scabs, but that's okay. <laughs> they are. They really are. Um, yes, I'm. am on, I'm on record as being like, yeah, you know, a a uh, what's that term? The um, I always think of directors as the. Um, uh, the, oh. the term of like Wes Anderson, auteur? the artur theory. Yes, I, I'm like the arturist. Yes, let, let the artur be the artur. Let him, let <laughs> him or her do his own thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if it means breaking the scab lines, let him, let him or her do his own thing. Let let, let them do their own thing. Yeah, not really. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I just mentioned quickly. Sec, aftra are also in negotiations. So I guess we'll see. We'll see about the end of this month. What's what's going to happen? The uh, writer's strike is still going on. For anyone wondering june 10th uh they're still in i think week six or seven of their of their strike uh, i don't know if there's any headway made into that i don't know if you've heard anything else i have not heard any uh, movement on that at all okay uh, we'll keep you updated as far as we know um in two weeks yep <laughs> that's when we'll do the update uh a couple more things netflix sharing uh last time we were talking here about netflix um you know, taking away the ability to share passwords. They're going to start charging for it. I've seen a bunch of things on TikTok and Reddit about people pulling up their account and having the message pop up and saying, you're not in the hub. You're not at home. You're not at the uh, the house of the person whose password you're sharing. So fuck you. Um, what is your, <laughs> what's your situation as far as, because you said you were, you were using your parents uh, account, right?
1: Yeah, I haven't had that crop up yet. I haven't been on Netflix in a couple of days though. So um, maybe it's, it's just I haven't opened it recently enough, but I haven't run into that problem yet, but I'm sure it'll come for me. Yeah, I know uh, what I'll do.
0: Yeah, I've been using um, the VPN. Actually, I haven't used Netflix. I think I can cancel my Netflix for a while, but um, I'll try it out and see. I'll re-op it if something else comes out. I mean, Stranger Things, maybe. Um, but I'll You're not going
1: to watch... Um, <clears throat> What's it called? The extraction
0: two? <laughs> that's right. Man, June is packed. I had a thing pulled up the other day. I was looking at looking at June. It's like Extraction Two, obviously. That's my that's the top of all this. Um yeah. Yeah, Black Mirror, new seasons coming out. Um there was a new season of something that I was like, oh shit. I have to kinda have to watch that the first day it drops. Um yeah, a bunch of things are coming out this month. Very excited. Uh, so yeah, there's different. that. Um, summer Movie Wager update. Let's get into this. Uh, oh, ba-doop, ba-doop, yeah. ba-doop, update on Summer Movie Wager. As of right now, June 10th, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has made $330 million. Domestic box office. That's number one. Number two is The Little Mermaid, $212 million. And number three, out for one week as of now, uh, Across the Spider-Verse has made $186 million. as number three. Fast Axe is set at number four with $134 million. I am, let me see if I can slide this over. Website's a little fin- finicky. Okay, I'm gonna slide it over. I have 29 points. Uh, the worldwide leader that I'm, I checked this the other day, as of a few days ago, the worldwide global leader, Gravy Seals, <laughs> is never has 36 points. One of had, one I think had, it looks
1: like he's fallen down a little bit. Now he's in he? 234th place. Oh, clicks.
0: no. Okay. All i right. Yeah. going to have to update that. Um, do you have the global global poll pulled up? Can Let you go to number one? I do. Just curious. I uh,
1: Number one is yes. Ox Talk P. So, <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a feeling that they will not be number one for... To, well actually yeah. maybe they will i don't know i'm just they have, uh they have 47 yeah.
0: points yep yeah so uh let me see let me pull up yours uh where where are you at how many points do you have right now just curious
1: i've got scrolling over here yeah. uh 25 25
0: nice yeah right how do you feel about your changes this year from this point
1: i i feel very good i feel uh like you know i think <laughs> i'm going to hit a lot of stuff head on a lot yeah. of stuff that hasn't come out yet is on my list. Uh, you know, I don't have uh, Transformers on my list. It's looking like right. that one's probably not going to make the top 10. So. No. <laughs> so I'm feeling okay about that, leaving that one off. Yes.
0: Yeah, Transformers right yeah, now yeah. apparently has $34 million. Um, Like you said last week, it's kind of tough to accurately get an accurate count of the actual money being taken in but yeah um let's see we both well you have it as, as a dark horse right so you have one point yeah i got it Is as that, my
1: dark horse
0: yes yeah. yes yes um i have five points because i put it there I'm not sure how that works um yeah not sure but anyways yep looks good boogeyman came out this week apparently made 20 million dollars so far but yeah looks good okay can't wait for my chances there. Um, So let's move forward with some stuff with what we've been watching. I tried to shovel in as much from this past year as I could. (laughs) Went to see a movie over in... uh, Let's see. What was it? it? Uh, Williamstown. uh, Images Cinema. I saw You Hurt My Feelings over there. But I'm going to start with Blackberry, the one you've uh, hyped up this year. A lot of people have hyped up this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. One of of the best movies I've seen this year. Um, I believe I put it... I wrote up an article, an article, a, a blog post about my favorite movies this year so far, and I put this uh, pretty high up there. Um, this obviously right. is a movie directed by Matt Johnson. He's a, he's in this. He plays um, the guy in this. Uh, let me see if I can find his name real quick. I don't know if you know his name in the movie. Um, Doug I Friggin. Or? Doug, Doug oh. Friggin, oh, the guy yeah, with yeah. the hair. <laughs> yeah, the guy with the yeah, hair yeah, yeah. and the uh, the hair tie and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very funny. Yeah, it was very good. Um, you know Glenn Howerton is obviously does that a lot. If you're, if anybody's ever watched, it's always sunny. He's done that crazy yelling <laughs> thing a lot, so it's fun to see him do that pretty much the entire movie. Um, yeah. I was watching interviews with the actual guy, with the actual. Um, Let's see, what's the guy's name? Uh, Jim uh, Jim Belez, Basil 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 Jim Basil Basil. Yes, that Basil. Yeah, that one Basil. Yeah. That's what. It was. Yes, Bal-sil. Um he was like, "Yeah, I'm not that guy. I'm not." He took a lot, he took a lot of liberties. He was like, "Well, yeah, you would say this on Fox Business, I, yeah, of course." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can imagine he was actually he was actually that guy behind the scenes, and they kind of did some research and found out, yeah, he was actually a fucking insane person. So it was interesting, interesting to me to see these these type of stories where a guy like that, where he's working at like you know Fortune Fortune 500 company, gets laid off or got, he got fired for supposedly pretending to like his part of the presentation was his own idea. So I believe that's why they laid him off. Um, and then he goes to those guys and they're, cause they told him about this device and he sort of, mm. sort of, you know, said, okay, whatever. That sounds like bullshit. <laughs> so fuck off. Um, but he goes back to them and he's like, is it, can this actually work? And they're like, yeah. He's like, what actually is it? And do you have a prototype and can you actually do this? And he's like, yeah. Um, and Then he mortgages his house to give them the money to make the prototype for the thing, and they go to the they go to uh, Bell Atlantic or whoever they're going to to like for the, for the first carrier that they're going to have the BlackBerry run on, and they're like, yeah, we tried this. The guys were there. They were like, yeah, we tried this, and blah blah blah. And it's a great moment they always have in like these type of movies where. Yeah, guy will be like, uh, "Okay, I don't know. I guess we're done here." And then somebody else will burst in and be like, "Oh yeah, that didn't work. Did you try this thing?" And it's like, "What? Uh, no, we've never even thought of that." Great. <laughs> I always love those moments, yeah. where it's like a revelation of like, "Oh my god." <laughs> uh let's see who else is in this thing. Michael Ironside. Is he? Did he pass away? He's dead, right? Is he? I thought he. I thought he passed away recently. Maybe somebody else. That I'm thinking of. Uh, d- 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 no, he's still alive. Okay, uh, okay. I was like, "What, say okay. <laughs> Somebody that was like around his age and like does his thing, like does his scary, like um, you know, uh, uh drill instructor type thing. Um, mm.
1: Ar- yeah. Did Arlie Ermie I know he died. I don't
0: he know. He died. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyways, Blackberry, very good. Highly recommend. It's on Hulu, I believe, or it's on like Voodoo Hulu Voodoo, the thing that you do. Uh, one of those services, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, yeah, uh, that's very good. Uh, you hurt my feelings. Is a comedy drama directed by Nicole Hollister. I was like that name fam- sounds familiar Just because she she uh, co-wrote the um, the last duel from end of 2021, mm. early 2022 with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Uh, it's a like I said, like I have in the notes here. It is like uh, before sunrise. i sorry, that's a different one. <laughs> this is also <laughs> like. Um, uh, Noah Baumbach movie from the female point of view. That's what this is. Um, you know, so it's just a nice, uh, nice little movie about people having misunderstanding. I don't know if you know the synopsis of this movie. No, I haven't, I haven't really heard of it even. Um, so it's basically about well, uh, a woman played by Julia, Julia Louise Dreyfus um, is in the middle of writing her next book, and she... <sighs> her husband has been telling her throughout the process that he likes the book and then she overhears him telling her friend telling his friend that he actually doesn't really like it he doesn't really think that she's a good writer in general so she's very upset by that and the rest of the movie is her sort of like um those those feelings are sort of like bubbling up and having this like you know uh they're sort of rattling around inside of her for half the movie. And she finally does confront him by the end. And they have this like moment of like, Oh, actually, you know, (laughs) it's better that we tell each other when we don't like gifts, when we don't like this thing that we've done for each other. It's like, she walks out at one point point. she's like, all of these earrings, these 35 earrings that you've given me over the years. Yeah. They're all the same. And they'll kind of suck. I'm sorry. I didn't tell you at the moment. (laughs) So it's just a very good, nice little movie uh, put up by a 24. So it's one of those, you know, Uh, like I said last time with like showing up it's just one of those things you can take your mom to and she'll probably have a good time with it so nice nice. yeah yeah there's that uh like i said i watched rye lane uh they paired this with before sunrise on the um, last picture show podcast um it's like before sunrise mixed with a little scott pilgrim um and lovers rock it was that was uh, lovers rock was the segment in steve queen's small acts series that he put out i believe at the end of 2020 2020 um those were put out by yeah they were put out by Amazon um, around then um, they've a very int- very funny uh, Colin Firth love glauxchali restaurant, uh, restaurant cameo in this <laughs> it's very funny um I was going to say about this yeah it's it's it has those moments it has those like not otherworldly but like ethereal moments where one character will, will be explaining to the other about a moment in their past that they're kind of ashamed about and so Instead of them just talking about it, they'll cut to like those two characters being in that moment. Like, the, for example, one of them is talking about them going to a movie, watching a movie alone, and then so they cut to that character in the movie theater by themselves. But the other two, that character and the girl, are in like two rows behind them talking about it and showing them, you know, that sort of thing. Very cool. Okay. I, I love when uh, movies do that where they actually use, you know, like you have this whole medium where you can visual visually tell the story in addition to, you know, verbally telling it. it's very cool. Um, so yeah, a uh, break movie. One of those movies that I wouldn't watch. <laughs> I really wouldn't have gravitated towards like, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. Um, do you find yourself like gravitating towards these types of movies more and more as you get older?
1: Yeah. You know, I like a lot, you know movies that are a lot more talky a lot more just kind of where you know people are just kind of hanging out and having a good time and discussing things and uh than rather things that are really action superhero fantasy based i mean i still like that stuff but you know I've, I've broadened my horizons a bit i'd say
0: yeah it's um it's interesting because i had a little bit of this growing up i was like I was probably 15 or 14 when something like um, the Royal Tenenbaums came out, and I watched that. Uh, I went to the theater, and my friends were like, "We're going to watch." Uh, I remember for some reason I remember this very distinctly. They went to watch Orange County, the Jack Black, uh, Colin Hanks movie, and I was mm-hmm. like, "I was like that kind of looks kind of dumb. I'm going to go watch this other movie." Oh, wow, that's a great movie, though. Yeah, Orange County. Yeah, I love that movie. I mean, yeah, it's good, but it's not <laughs> it's not the Royal Tenenbaums. Let's just that's say that. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> Excuse me, I've got some burps going. Uh, behind the scenes, we just woke up, or I, we just woke up. I just woke up. Uh-huh. Derek, just, there's, there, Derek just didn't wake up, but I just did. So
1: I did. I did emerge from like a hangover <laughs> stupor.
0: Hangover cocoon, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like Adam Adam Warlock coming out of your baby cocoon.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so I've been on this like trajectory of slowly and slowly watching more and more of those type of movies. Cause you know, a lot of 15 year olds weren't watching Wes Anderson movies back then, but I was apparently right. um, huh. just looking forward to, you know uh, what's his next movie Asteroid city coming out. I think, I think it'll be wide in theaters in July. So I'll be looking forward to that. I've heard some good things from people that have seen it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've yeah no, been I'm that, excited for it. Yeah. I've heard it's very good. Um, I've always been that kid. I was like, just like, Oh right, yeah. Thinking back on, it, I did, you know, Sin City was one of my favorite movies of all time when I first saw it. (laughs) I think I came out. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's got violence. It's got sex. It's got uh, humor. It's got all this kind of stuff. And it's amazing. But then you kind of just, you know, you eventually evolve into, you know, the person I am today. So, Uh yep. All right. Then the next thing we'll talk about later. um, I'm sorry. I was supposed to do the fucking. You forgot to write me (laughs) back and back and forth, back and forth. No worries, no worries. It's all good.
1: You're on a roll. I I let you
0: go. I I was, yeah, like sort of just like tunnel vision. I'm like, this is the thing. This is the thing. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, uh, you go ahead and you talk about Ted Lasso finale. How would you like this?
1: It was good. It was a. It was very solid finale. Um, You know, I think I liked this season a bit more than some other people. uh, But you know, I I I thought it it ended very well. Um, It you just kind of wrapped up everything neatly and in a very satisfying way. Uh, I was worried it was going to do that Michael Sheer thing where they like decide to go super deep into every single character's lives going 80 years into the future. Uh, but they didn't do that. Thankfully, they just kind of told everybody's stories uh, and then kind of told you where they were going to be going next in life and, and ended. Uh, so yeah, really enjoyable, really great wrap up to a great show. Uh, a, great motivational character that was really inspiring for a lot of people um, and I uh, I was very very satisfied
0: <clears throat> nice yeah I've', I've... You know, I I think I watched the first two or three episodes and I was just looking at the runtime of them and I was a little behind at that point. So I was looking, you know, people, what people were saying about the season to see if I should still watch it. I was like, yeah, okay, this is not not that great. And uh, so I don't know. Do you feel like this was uh, weaker than the first two seasons?
1: I think it was a little bit weaker than the first two seasons. Uh, I think it's back half got a lot stronger than its early episodes. I think that they did apparently do some reshoots and some rewrites. Um, but uh, I so I, I think that I did still really enjoy it, but maybe not up to as much as the first two seasons.
0: Yeah. You're somebody that like gives things much more of a break than a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I think it's a similar thing that happened with let me. See if I can pull it <laughs> from my brain, my sleep out brain. Um, so Bill Lawrence was working on, um, shrinking at the same time as this. So he sort of step, stepped mm-hmm. away from this. And it's sort of like the, um, what was it? Oh, Mandalorian. They had, um, what's his name? The the showrunner, showrunner for that. Or uh, not showrunner. Favreau? The other guy. Um, oh, Filoni? Filoni, yeah. He was working on Ahsoka at the same time. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's this thing of like, slow down slow down guys let's 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 let things these things cook uh and you'll be on one project at a time don't try to do too many things at once and i think that will just improve each product you know individually right
1: yeah no just don't you know do uh uh, as Ron San- Swanson said, "Don't half-ass two things; whole-ass one thing."
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, I also checked out the Barry finale. I know. Uh, I think Deon was going to watch this, but he didn't. He didn't watch it at the time of recording our Succession finale. So, what'd you think of this?
1: Ugh, I'm sleepy too. Uh, <laughs> I I thought this was phenomenal. It's yep. it's like the exact opposite of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um You know where Ted Lasso is just about a. A good person and him making the world around him better whereas barry is kind of like a, about a bad person making the world around him yeah. worse in any ways uh and it just you know a show about legacies and trying to grow as a person and if forgiveness is something that should be given in certain situations and what that requires and you know how it requires us to change and what is real actual growth and forgiveness look like and what should consequences be uh, and, you know, accepting your mistakes and accepting the consequences for the bad things you've done. And just the way it ends the last five minutes or so, I thought was perfect. And just a great commentary Mm on, you know, the way that we tell these stories and the weird legacies that get left behind and get distorted. And just how also just how bullshit, true crime documentaries are
0: (laughs) very nice yeah i think i'll definitely check this out it's one of those shows that's like half an hour you can just like binge a bunch of them in a row right
1: yeah you can just watch like that's what i did is i just binged all of these pretty much and that you know by the time i was catching up it had just ended so it was perfect timing
0: nice yeah this one uh, there's a couple uh hbo shows that i want to check out um that i think are half hour i think industry is half an hour um after succession ended a bunch of people were recommending like you like Succession, definitely check out industry very similar vibe. i don't know if you're familiar with industry i am not um it's basically as far as i know like i said i haven't seen any of it but as far as, far as i know it's like a show that takes place in the uk um in the cutthroat um through a world of uh, of finance, um, stocks and bond and finance and all that gobbledygook stuff, um, so that that seems interesting. So I'll probably check that out. And Barry, um, let's see one last thing before we get to. Our main review this week, Um, did want to mention Seven Deaths of Evan Hardcastle. This is a book that I mentioned uh, before we started recording that um, Chet, G- Chet GDP recommended um, because I was like, I like a lot of like weird, twisty sci-fi books, a lot of out there books, um, you know, mixing and melding different genres. So let me set this up. It is... <clears throat> Overview, wide overview, it is like a Agatha Christie, um, UK manor in the in the woods, out there manor, uh, murder mystery. Somebody's murdered and they have to figure out who did it. So that's at the top view. That's the okay. overall thing. Next is, it's got a Groundhog Day, day repeats over and over again, but it's got the, um, what's it called? the what's the version that uh, Natasha Leone did um oh russian doll russian doll it's got that russian doll thing where the person can keep going forward in time like the day doesn't repeat at midnight it just repeats when that person dies um so it's got that element in there also it's got body hopping so <laughs> if the person the person wakes up in somebody else's body uh the first day you you never meet the actual av- you, not the actual avatar you you never meet the actual guy that controls avatars whatever that guy's called um that guy, that person just jumps bodies throughout the throughout the throughout the book and tries to figure out use each person's body and use each person's POV to try to figure out who did the killing and why so that <laughs> it it sounds complicated but it's like uh you very much are invested right from the jump of like holy shit who did this what's going on very different um you know, each person has their own different personality. Um, you've got a lot of different things jumping around. You figure out that other people are also uh, trying to figure out the case, but also trying to push back against him and try to cover up the case. So there's other p- other body jumpers working against him, and he's trying to figure that out on top of, like, this overarching, like, semi-overarching um, – Operation or, or organization that is like doing cases like this all around the world at the same time because at one point the guy asked you know why am I why am I so special why is Evelyn Hardcastle so special people are murdered all the time that shouldn't be murdered and pe- those cases should also be investigated and the guy's like you're right and they are you're not you're not special and there's other things going on so it gives <laughs> these little just little hints just little um. You know, little uh, breadcrumbs to the idea that this uh, there's an or, there's a hidden organization behind all of this. So, really, really cool. One of the most inventive, unique um, stories I've read in a very long time. Called the Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Very nice. Very interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, speaking of <laughs> very unique and interesting uh. stories, uh, let's get to our main review: Spider-Man Across the Spider Verse. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. Send me home. I can't do that. I can do both!
1: Spider-Man always! Not always. What about Uncle Ben?
0: If not for Uncle Ben, most of us wouldn't be here. Case yeah, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, uh directed by multiple different people, written by multiple different people. Uh, directed by Joaquim Dos Santos, he's one of those people. Um let's see. He's done Justice League movies, he's done Avatar less Airbender, Legend of Korra. Um Kemp Powers worked on this as well. Obviously, um he did Soul. Um he worked on the One Night in Miami. Um screenplay. Also, Justin K. Thompson is working on this, and obviously Phil Lord. Christopher Miller are the writers of this movie. Uh, Derek, what did you think of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse?
1: I liked it a lot. I thought this was a very fantastic first half of a movie. Okay. like it, <laughs> it didn't have really a conclusion. It just kind of stopped for me. But I, which um, I was a little conflicted about but i thought it was spectacular it looked spectacular. you, know, see what you did so there. unique <laughs> that there was a spectacular spider-man in there, <laughs> there which <was. laughs> i flipped my shit because i i never thought i would see the spectacular spider-man again uh yeah. that was one of my, excuse me one of my favorite shows that's my like one of my favorite versions of spider-man yep and seeing him was so cool and You know, that that was the thing. There there's so many things in it for everybody that like I can freak out about Spider Man and someone else can be like, oh, I love Ben Riley, or someone else can be like, Oh, did you see the spider T Rex? That's my favorite. You know, everybody there's something (laughs) in there for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yes, there's yeah, something in there for everybody, literally. (laughs) The most Spider Man in in any movie, I believe. Uh just put up the notes here for some of this, by the way. There was uh, like 280. Yeah, they said there's 280 Spider-Men actually in okay. the spider in of New York. Uh, 280 different spider folk. So that was interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I love this movie. Um it's my it's my favorite movie of the year so far. I just did uh top 5 movies. Uh we did the top 5 movies this year, but mm-hmm. this came out after that, so I did a <laughs> blog post about my my new favorite movies <laughs> of 2023. <laughs> Every time you
1: see a new movie, you're going to add to that, you're going to republish that list.
0: Exactly. I'm just like a little kid. I'm like this movie is not my <laughs> favorite. Actually, that one's not my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so inventive, like I said um, in the review. Um this is what I wanted. Uh, multiverse Madness to be. I know it was hard in that movie, but I was hard of it because I love it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, this. This is what every multiverse movie going forward needs to be. It's like taking one of the big set piece moments, w- which I'll get to again. Spoilers for all of this going forward. So if you don't want to mm-hmm. be spoiled, um, go away. <laughs> the um, the Mumbai Mumbai Hatton is so it's 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 so like this. You know, having 2020 vision, it's obvious that that is what multiverses should be. It shouldn't just be like, oh, this is different New York that has not not money and his pizza is different in a different configuration. Okay, (laughs) yeah, that's great. But like Mumbai and Manhattan merged together and how it would look and how it would feel and Mm-hmm. Different cultures and different colors, and all of this stuff floating around. And how would Spider Man, uh, India, he wouldn't have a web, web, web slinger, he'd have this cool device, this cool like thing that he throws at people. And how would he interact in, uh, with other people? And just just blew my mind. <laughs> it's just all of this yeah. stuff is the most creative, uh, inventive, um, animated movie I've ever seen. Just, um, Don't want to go through every little piece of it because again, I just watched a, uh, you know, YouTube video about, you know, pulling, pulling all these, uh, Easter eggs and all of the, uh, references from all the Spider-Man's comic books is you could be here forever. But, you know, Spider-Gwen, just speaking about how the movie is so overflowing with different characters and different motivations and different, you know, music. The music is amazing in this movie. And it starts off with Gwen playing the drums. And so that gets, melded into her character of when she's on screen, you have this amazing like jazz percussion in the background. And so it starts with her doing that and then her and her in, in Gwen's world is all of this cool, like, You know different color schemes. I think the director told Haley Steinfeld that the color scheme of Gwen's world was going to act as like a mood ring. So whenever she's feeling sad, it's blue, Mm. and she's happy, it's like red and yellow and violet. And it's just just really incredible that they came up with that for her, just for her. Then you have all the different like themes um, with Miles, and he has a different you know color scheme, and his world has a different color scheme, and so you know exactly who you're talking to and how they're um, feeling it at any moment. Is you know it's reactive. You can see in his eyes the how he feels based on his eye movement and his eye shape and all of that. And then you've got, you know, um, what is his name? Hobby. Hobby says his name. The Hobby, yeah. yeah, the punk yeah. <laughs> spider punk. That guy was great. That guy was fucking amazing. Like the the way you know this is obviously like a lot of these movies now where you can like deep dive into like how it was made. So Miles is animated on the twos. It sounds like a fancy term, but it just means he's animated on every other frame, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're animated on the fours, you're animated on every frame. Twos is every other frame. So he's animated like that. But until the end, what he's animated on the fours, when he figures out, you know, gets into his groove. Um, Hobie was... Uh, part of him was animated on the threes. It's like part, of you know, his body is on the twos. His 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 um guitar is on threes. It's just like it's just whoa, blow my mind. Just <laughs> talking about this and looking at this stuff. Um, so yeah, really, really incredible that that I right, we can. So how about we uh, you want to deep dive on this right now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes. Like I, I think this movie was so cool. Just you brought up how the visuals looked and how all the different worlds looked and the different animation styles. And that's one thing that I think the first Spider-Man really, really kind of uh, opened the door. And I feel like this one kicked it down. of yeah. just Things looking different. Um, and for so long, all these animation studios were just trying to replicate the Pixar look. Yep. You know, the, the, the kind of like sort of realistic cartoon, you know, where there's, they're very like, they kind of like have soft edges and stuff like that. Um, which is a good look, but, you know, it's not like everything needs to look like that. Yeah, And, you know, I had seen some video <laughs> essay where they were talking about, yeah, they... um, Like, so, you know, there were people who had ideas to go forward with these cool projects or projects were supposed to be animated in different interesting ways. And they're like, no, let's just play it safe and do this one because this always works. And then, then Spider-Verse came out and it looked different. And now we're starting to just now see movies that like think of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that's going to come out it looks like a traditionally animated movie but with CG and this there are so 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 many different that you you know they have that kind of mood ring watercolor-esque look from Gwen's world you have uh these you know you mentioned the spider punk and all these different style it looks so visually cool it's showing you what this medium can really do it not everything has to be in one style there can be all these different interesting styles for animation and this is really showing that off
0: yes exactly well said um so yeah the i mean the opening is like i said gwen is doing percussion thing on her drums and thinking about and telling about uh, telling you her story and miles's story a lot of from the first movie um she leaves there um she goes to the guggenheim uh Adrian Toombs or Adriano Tumino, the um, <laughs> Italian version of him, is there and he jumped in from another dimension. He's like, where am I? What? What's going on here? Um, they have a fighty-fighty scene. I thought that scene went on a little bit too long. I feel like you, you – I think if I had any qualms with this movie, it's that th- this scene, a lot of the fight scenes went on for a little bit too long. What do you think about that?
1: It, it was a long movie. I did feel its yes. length at points. You know, yes. It was kind of like – and it, spe- it felt especially long because I was like, well, I know that – We're not the the pacing was a little weird because it wasn't really building towards a third act conclusion. It was building towards just kind of a uh, a breaking point between the two stories. Right. So the pacing was maybe my my only real issue with the film. And, you know, that ties into the, the, you know, the lack of conclusion at the ending.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so they have a funny funny scene. Um, a helicopter falls down into the Guggenheim. Um, spider people web up the thing to, uh, to catch it. And somebody says, Yeah, I think it's a Banksy, which is a uh, post Malone. Uh-huh. It sounded like the same sound clip from the first movie. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spot then flees. He's jumping through. To various dimensions. He jumps through the Lego movie dimension. Um, yes. He drops into Chinatown of Earth six eight eight with Miss Chen from Venom. Let there be carnage, which is very funny. He's like, "Isn't I this weird love for you?" That. <laughs> isn't uh. this weird? She's like, "Nah, no, isn't that the weirdest thing I've seen all day?" Oh, okay. Um. So then Spot explains his backstory, where we see Earth forty two Spider that bit Miles, but in his Earth forty two reality, um. It's, it's right before right before it does it's uh, right before it's about to bite or alter to miles if you pause it you can see uh, his hair are in braids uh, foreshadowing that uh, we'll see the other miles later later on in the movie Um the spot then says, like, this is my villain origin story. You hit me with the bagel. <laughs> I love that the bagel, <laughs> just this random off moment from the first movie is brought back into this. And be like, yeah, that you thought that little cute moment of the guy getting hit with the bagel? Yeah, actually, he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the spot says, uh, the power of the multiverse in the palm of my hand. It was a nod to the line of, you know, the power right. of the sun in the palm of my hand from Spider-Man 2. Um <laughs> as, kid, as they're chasing him, he's like, "There's a random kid licking the tr- licking the window of the train." And Miles is like, "Yeah, don't do that." <laughs> um, there's a be- there's a billboard in the back of it while they're chasing the spot where it says, um, "I quote, all of it, always, all over the place." Which is obviously a nod to everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, just showing the the connection between the bagel themed movies, right? A uh, let's see, moving to um, Gwen Miles meeting. Uh, I love, love, love this moment of them meeting uh, probably one of my favorite, favorite movies, favorite moments from the movie because the camera pulls back and showing the entire skyline and them, them perched on the right side of the screen. And very similar to um, the what's up danger scene from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just just great. I love that she's, you know, they're talking about, Gwen is talking about how uh, in every other dimension, Gwen falls for Spider-Man, you know, falls for him, you know, breaks her neck mm, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, yeah, Gwen Miles on the roof. Great moment. But the most emotional moment for me, I think for a lot of people, was Rio, his mother, um, saying, quote, for years, I've been taking care of this little boy, making sure he's loved, that he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. And what I worry about most is that they won't look out for you like us. Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from and never doubts that he's loved. And he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. You got to promise me, Miles. And that was uh, reflected later um, when Miguel is attacking Miles on the train slash rocket ship. What was that thing? Was that a train or a rocket ship? i was a little confused. Uh, it was
1: a train going to the moon. Train going to but the moon. It okay. Did so on like a rocket rail, maybe. Right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so yeah, he's like Miguel is punching him over and over again. He's like, "You don't belong here. You're an MLE. Go back to where you came from." You know that, that sort of thing. Um. So yeah, just again the uh, Mumbai, uh, Mumbai Hatton, uh, one of the most uniquely constructed environments I've ever seen. You know, it's got this massive like, um, it's built up like a city, but then also the underground is also um built down there uh, very very interestingly constructed um, I love this scene where he's like chai tea chai means tea <laughs> chai, you don't say TT coffee coffee you don't say that, uh, that as a callback yeah. that's a little bit of a callback to the ATM moment where at the beginning where Spot and Spider-Man are fighting he's like why do you say ATM machine it's ATM machine is the huh. M <laughs> Uh, let's see. It talked about already hobby playing, uh, didn't t- play by really great to leap play by. Cause they didn't know this was him. Daniel Kaluuya. Um, I already mentioned that he was uh, uh, animated on the, animated sometimes on the threes and twos and stuff like that. Um, actually I actually have the t- tweet pulled up. Let me just pull up so I can say exactly what happened. The animator was asked about this on Twitter and he says, okay, so th- listen to this. This is crazy. Rules for hobby. This is right from the, uh, right from the animator. I have his name pulled up here. Give me a second. Uh, supervi- visual effects supervisor Chelsea Gordon Retz, Retzclef, um, said on Twitter about how hobby was animated. They said, um, the rules for hobby, body on threes. So his body was animated on the threes. Offset the vest, also on threes, but de- but delayed by a frame or two. The guitar was animated on fours, and his outline was animated on twos only when he's moving. Should remain static when he's held still. Cut out around the guitar. But, of course, we broke these rules when needed. So I think that's fucking fascinating.
1: That is incredible.
0: Like Yes. And I, I, it, they took years just animating yes. him. Yeah, it's like, just him. Yeah. Just him. Insane. Uh, let's see where are we at. Okay. So <laughs> they get to, um, we have York. uh, the, the headquarters of basically the, like, what do you, what do you call it? Like dimension traveling society, the spider society, um, like mm. something like that. So, uh,
1: I think spider society, that sounds like what it was.
0: Yeah, so they arrive. uh, They meet Malala Windsor Spider UK from Earth 835. She's voiced by Sophia Barclay. She says, can anyone spot the spot? And uh, gets annoyed in this. If anyone else has jokes and we see yellow text boxes showing everyone else's jokes. See spot run? X marks the weird looking bad guy. Did you say quip or whip? Uh We need to run a spot check. He could be any hole in the world. Puns are my weak spot. He's probably hiding out in some hole in the wall. Hey, want to put the spot on me? This search is starting to peter me out. (laughs) <laughs> uh let's see uh bu- 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 i got a bunch of notes here that, uh, about the spider all the spiders punks we see was there one that stood out to you like oh what was the one you were mentioning at the beginning that you really liked
1: uh the spectacular spider yes uh, so that was from a show uh in the like early aughts i think it was what or late aughts because uh, it would have been yeah around the time spider-man three was coming out so like yeah like seven ish. Um, And it was just really great Spider-Man show and it ran for two seasons and then it got canceled because Disney bought Marvel and they wanted to make their own Spider-Man show. Uh, So they got rid of it. Um, They replaced his, the uh, Josh Keaton who voiced him, his voice cameo with the new Spider-Man, which was Drake Bell, not a good call. Uh, (laughs) And uh, you know, so it was so cool to see him back. There was, you know you f- i first saw like an actual clip from the show when they were looking at all those different universes and all the canon events uh it's actually i think it was a newly animated thing it wasn't from the show but uh uh-huh. it was and then you actually and then i hear him and i look and I'm like that's spectacular spider-man like that's the design of him <laughs> for sure yeah. and then even and sure enough in the credits it said spectacular spider-man josh keaton so that was mm-hmm. i was freaking out about that one for sure
0: um yeah, uh, so I, I noticed that one as well. Um, there was also one from the late '90s called Spider-Man Unlimited. Um, that was yes, another anime that show. That's a terrible show. A terrible show. Yes,
1: <laughs> that ran for like one. It was like after the original show ended, and they they're like oh, the oh or the '90s show ended that everyone loves, and they were like, let's make a one that everyone hates, where he like, I guess it's uh like tied into um what's his name the um the bad guy from Guardians Three. Uh, it was like a world of like uh, you know yeah those like mo- uh hybrid monsters it was like counter earth over there and it was just weird and bad and like the most 90s thing ever in, in not a great way
0: yes <laughs> there's there's so many in here we could mention these all day um let's see yeah. lady spider from earth 803 she's a tra- there's traffic cop spider-man there's bombastic bagman um he passes the Spider Armor Mark III, and then they pass Peter Parked Car of Earth 53931. And then dropping onto him is Spider Side from – he's a big boy, big thick boy. uh thick boy clone of 616 Peter. Um, in the car is the last stand Peter of Earth 3125. Um, let's see. Lego, Lego Universe was there. I was wondering if they were to call back to it because they go to the Lego Universe, but they never uh, mention it again. But apparently he was in the car in that scene. Uh, let's see. They, okay. meet, they meet. the moody and dramatic Ben Riley, aka <laughs> huh? the Scarlet Spider from Earth Nine Four, voiced by Andy Samberg, which is funny <laughs> that he just had that one little one little cameo. <laughs> uh, let's see. They meet a web slinger, a cowboy Spider Man from Earth Thirty One Nine One Three, voiced by Taron Killam, and his horse widow, who is also in a mask. <laughs> Yeah, um, they take him on a tour of the Alt Anomaly villains where they have been captured. She, she mentions several Doc ox, a Moose stereo, a Ms. stereo, and then a video game guy section. In between them is the Insomniac Spider-Man of Earth 1048. That's the PS4 guy. Um, he's voiced by Yuri Lowenthal, who voices Peter in the games. Um Interesting villain named Typeface who says, go to Helvetica. In the 2018 movie, they changed all the New York City public transit signs from Helvetica to Ariel, which Microsoft introduced in the early 90s. Um, so this might be an inside joke with the animators. Then oh. Lila, go ahead.
1: No, just like, yeah. okay, cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lila mentions an interesting Craven, a boring rhino. And then, oh, my God, the Prowler, a cameo by Donald freaking Glover in live action. What do you think of this moment?
1: That was that was really cool, you know, yeah. I, I definitely I think that got a really big reaction yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Uh, from
1: my audience, <laughs> you know, because obviously he, you know, they they uh he's the one who in, largely inspired Miles yep. Morales yep, yep, yep. um and uh and then you know would go on to uh they, he had a cameo as uh this same character not in his prowler um form yet, but right. as the same character in um uh, allegedly I don't think it was ever confirmed Aaron,
0: Aaron Davis in the, the live first, action homecoming yeah. Yep. yeah exactly so. yes and he was right He's, he said in the movie I have a nephew who lives around in the area but in a deleted scene he calls him Miles so oh okay yes okay. Uh, let's see da, 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 da. Margo, uh, Miles meets Margot Jessica Spiderbite from Earth twenty two one ninety one, voiced by Amanda Stenberg. Um, she she is a digital avatar, and her physical body is back home. Um, uh, she has a she has a We Are Incognito with a Guy Fox logo <laughs> instead of the anonymous. Um, all of the anomalies are sent back to uh, go home machine, which come back later. But Marco states here it's based on DNA, which you know that's the first indication of the big twist of where. Um, where Miles gets sent back because he was bit by a spider from Earth 42, which is why he's sent back to Earth 42. Did you, did you, I think we talked about this, but did you catch, like, I'm, I'm really bad <laughs> catching uh, twists <laughs> in movies. How, how often, or how uh, how quickly did you, did you catch on that he was going to be sent back to the wrong universe?
1: Well, it, it said it on the screen. Like, when he was yeah. going back, it said Universe 42, which I'm like, wait a minute, that's the spider that bit him. That makes sense. It changed his DNA, and they, you know, held off revealing it. And then, you know, yeah. once he gets back there, sure enough, like, I'm like, wow, the color scheme of this universe is, is very different. It's very green and purple, you know, the kind of prowler colors. Like, and then you know, she's, yeah. his mom says like, you could change your hair. I'm like, yeah, because he's from a different universe. Ah, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I, um, Again, there's like so many things on the screen at once. It's very hard to focus on one thing. Um, But also I didn't really – I don't think I knew which universe he was originally from. So when he went back to Earth 42, I was like, okay. So he's from that. Okay. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Again, things that are coming back later on. Uh, Hobbies ripping pieces of tech off the wall. Um, He's like, I bet this doesn't do anything. So there there are those moments where you can think back on. It's like, oh, okay. This is where he's building – the um the the wrist strap thingy the gadget mm-hmm. that he's gonna mm-hmm. use later on. Um, I don't know if you caught any of that at that point or knew I did not what he was not doing not there. Yeah. No, nope, me neither, me neither. Um let's see. So uh bah, 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 Miguel launches into his big explanation depicting all of reality as a glowing white vine with branches, sort of like the uh, the Loki thing where where um, he who remains was explaining about their about their sacred timeline, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, similar, similar,
0: very uh, similar. Depiction. Yeah, yes. Uh, let's see. So then they talk about like, um, they they switch from that white branching thing to, let's see, split into multiverse. Uh, it's clear. Sorry, I got a lot of things here. <laughs> they have nodes talking about like the canon events and what can be canon, what isn't canon. So it's interesting. They just call it like, like uh, for those who don't know, canon is like the term everybody uses. Like, well, was that canon in this movie? Like, Darth Vader is Luke's father, so that's now that's now canon. Um, so they just brought in that that term to be like instead of saying what was the term they used in in Loki for the sacred timeline. It was like a. An, an, uh, Singularity event or whatever. Like this thing has to happen in this universe at that time. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same thing, but just under a different name. So, uh Miguel is talking about the web of life and destiny, which is terms of comic, which is a term of the comics. Um, he talks about <laughs> the universe being a an arachno-humanoid polyuniverse, and, and, and uh, Miles is like, Spider-Verse. And Miguel is like, that's dumb. <laughs> uh, the nodes represent canon events. In the first one, we see six six different comic events where a spider bite occurred, including an early one where Peter is wearing the yellow vest right behind— right. Behind our various moments where Peter, MJ, act, including Kirsten Dunst, a bunch of live action stuff, Mary Jane kissing Toby Maguire in the rain. Um, he just talks about very bad events, like the six moments, the, uh, Venom, spider, the Venom symbiote, sim, symbiote uh, overtook Eddie Brock in the comics. Um, He's he's saying that the categorizes the the creation of venom as a canon event in the life of every spider person. So he's trying to say like the creation of venom is as is as important to the Spider Verse franchise as the the spider biting uh, eaters. So that's interesting. Okay. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Let's see. Um, so yeah, a lot of things going on <laughs> in that scene. Yeah. Uh, let's see group. Ba, 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 more more Spider Men's, um, they they chase him through there. It was a very funny chase scene through there. That's when we get um, all of these different even more Spider Men's. There's Peter Park Peter Parked Car Spider Rex. Um, okay, so I just got a bunch of sorry I got a bunch of stuff in here that was not not relevant or not it was. Uh, so what I told you what I told you before the recording was I had. Um, the recording up from the YouTube video about all of these different, mm. you mm-hmm. know, uh, can't not canon events, but the references to every all their Spider Men that I had a recording, so now it's just all yeah. uh, all the entire like <laughs> YouTube video yeah. translated. So, anyways, there's yeah, so they, there's that point where they're tra- chasing him and he goes into the train that goes up to the moon. Right, And then they're chasing him, and he he zaps Miguel, and he's like, yeah, I I purposely gathered all of your Spider-Men into this one spot so I can jump off this thing. And Spider-B Parker's like, I taught him that. I taught him that. So (laughs) that's very funny. (laughs) So he jumps back down, um, goes invisible, goes behind the person running the machine that's supposed to send people back to where they're supposed to be coming from, gets into that thing. I thought that was very funny. Um, He jumps into that thing, and then gets to the point where it's, it's revealed Spoil again, spoiler alert revealed that Earth forty twos um, has no Spider-Man, right? They only have they mm-hmm. only have a prowler. That's what that's what you're saying there, because the person that was supposed to be bit, Miles was supposed to be bit in that universe, right? That was the whole thing?
1: Yeah. But he, yeah, I but, believe that's that's what they were they were uh, hinting at.
0: But but because he wasn't, um, his his uncle right, Aaron. His uncle Aaron mm-hmm. still died, but because he wasn't bit by the spider, then then Miles be, becomes no, evil. His, his
1: dad dies in that version. His gotcha. uncle's alive. Yeah.
0: Ca- you're correct. Yes, thank you. Um, so he becomes evil. He, become, he becomes Miles becomes the Prowler um in in that universe so like you said that's where this movie basically ends is them them doing that reveal Uh, then uh, spider gwen assembles a spider team uh to find miles in that universe consisting of peter b parker with the baby um (laughs) how'd you feel about that like with the baby uh be part of the battles and then also um i forget what her name was the the woman that was pregnant and she was fighting as well
1: drew i believe Jessica drew
0: yes yeah exactly
1: that was I was like maybe you shouldn't be doing this stuff while you're pregnant yeah, and maybe exactly. this is not the great but like like I, I was like you know what I get it like um, Peter B. Parker is kind of like a uh, Jake Johnson Spider-Man is you know he's kind of a fuck up so yeah I was like all right like and I liked Mayday I thought it was fun to see her around but I was like yeah, this is, yeah. this, is uh, <laughs> this is probably a little irresponsible but I, I still had fun with it
0: yeah exactly so that's basically where it ends like you said um you know, talking about other movies that sort of uh, leave off on a, on a cliffhanger, um, the newest one or the mo- one of the most recent ones was obviously Infinity War that ended with them all being defeated. The Avengers being defeated, the Anos goes off to wherever he went off to, his his little his little farm in the country. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you feel about this like compared to something like that or compared to like um, Empire Strikes Back or other movies that end at a cliffhanger?
1: So those movies, while they end on a the cliffhanger, they still had an ending, you know, uh, empire strikes back has the big showdown between Luke and Vader. Um, you know, uh, infinity war ends with like, has an ending. It ends with Thanos winning. Like they yeah. have this big climactic battle and, you know, Thor doesn't go for the head and he snaps it and yep. everybody loses. So they, they have like these really, they're building towards a really big end point, you know, Lord of the Rings, two towers ends with the big battle at Helm's, Deep, you know them. Then finally, so this one though, it didn't feel like there was really a stopping point uh or a, a good. It just kind of was like, all right, well, we're about halfway done with the story, so let's just uh put a pin in it. And it reminds me a lot of those th- these those three part or two part trilogies, uh, f- like from the early aughts that I really didn't like when they did this where they would make a successful movie. And they'd be like, actually, we're just going to make this a trilogy. Yeah. But then inevitably, whenever they would do a trilogy, um, it would just be like one long movie split into two parts. You know, like Pirates of the Caribbean or the Matrix sequels. That one, yeah. Those essentially are just yeah. like long. Like it's like you have a standalone movie and then you have these weird double movies. Uh, So I, I really don't like when films do that. So that did bug me a little bit.
0: Yeah, the... um. Someone was looking up here and like, you're right that I think the Matrix probably had that's probably the best, best example of this of like, oh, okay, so this isn't a full story. You just stopped it right here. <laughs> a yeah. Little, yeah. little bit of a twist at the end there. And then it's like, okay, come back for the next, come, come back for the conclusion of this story. Um, back to the future, right? They filmed two and three concurrently, so they were, that ends on a cliffhanger. Um, yeah.
1: But at least Back to the Future, that's the one that kind of started it, but I'm less bugged by that one because 2 and 3 feel like completely different movies. Like, 2 is like a reinterpretate; like they're going back to 1 from, like, different angles, but 3 is just like a full-on Western, you know? So they do feel, and they, like, wrap everything up that was happening in 2 at the end, of two, but then just, like, something else happens that kicks 3 into events, so... Yeah. um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I really feel about it. I mean, because obviously... uh probably feel differently next march hopefully when this when the third one does come out beyond the spider-verse comes out so we'll uh check back and see <laughs> exactly yeah, how they that's what, I, can, I
1: can't really rate it until then yeah. honestly i feel like it's you know C right now
0: yeah so that's basically the whole movie in, in a very big nutshell um <laughs> like i said in the yeah. review i really hope that you know this i say this every time a movie like this comes out but hopefully this is another example or sort of pushes the genre forward and or pushes this in front of other people, more people and helps people understand that, you know, genres can be a lot of different things and they can be nominated for awards and they can just have um, as much reflection and nuance about, you know, human experiences as a live action movie can or a non fiction or non uh, a non-genre movie can have, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, t- totally
0: yes exactly so I think we'll leave it there unless you have anything else you want to mention about across the spider-verse
1: no I think I think uh, I think that about does covers it
0: all right. So, yeah, right. in if you agree or disagree with our, our takes on that, um, let's see. So moving on to letterbox assignments, did not do my letterbox assignment as, as per usual, <laughs> didn't want to <laughs> see 400 blows, did want to, did really want to see that. But uh, you did see, I want you back. One of my favorite movies from last year, one of my favorite rom-coms I've seen in a very long time. Um, I liked Ryland very much. It was a nice little breezy hour and a half movie. What'd you think of your rom-com? I want you back.
1: I, I really liked it. Um, I It was just a, you know, I loved those kind of better than average rom-coms, you know, the ones that are just like three and a half, four star yeah. movies that you can just put on and, you know, have a good time with. Uh, and I pretty much watched all of them that I could get my hands on during lockdown. I was just wanting something that was lighter, fair. This had come out after that, though, so it was nice to get a new one uh, that yeah. I hadn't consumed yet. So, yeah, I just it said was, it was nice, you know, good story. A lot of funny actors in it and also scott eastwood's in it um but yeah uh liked it liked it uh quite a bit also pete davidson was utilized (laughs) perfectly like oh man fuck this guy he sucks let's get out of here actually he's got he's got coke okay cool he can stay or was it math (laughs) or whatever or what what, ecstasy i can't remember what what he had but yes like yeah yeah exactly
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Charlie Day was very good. And that's probably one of my favorite Charlie Day performances I've seen of his. I always love Jenny Slate and pretty much anything she's in. I was texting mm-hmm. you about Scott Eastwood. I was like, Yeah, he's fine. He's fine yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah, right. That's
1: what I said. You know, it's like there's a lot of funny people, and Scott Eastwood,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Manny uh from Good Place was in this as well. Yeah, he very I didn't realize
1: he was in it. And they showed up. I was like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like. <laughs> Is that uh, Jason? Like, what, what, uh, yeah, so I, I was really pleasantly surprised to see him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really like that uh, very much as well. So let's do uh, letterbox assignments. Let's go. I'm going to go to my letterbox watch list, go to My Services, and uh, sort by shuffle, and we'll see what pops up here. We got Broker, a Corey Ada film from last year, I believe. Uh, yep, Hirozuki Hirokazu. Korea directed a movie called Broker from last year st- starring uh Song Kang Ho who I believe was in was he in Parasite? Yes he was. He was the poor father in Parasite. Oh that Parasite. one.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Okay. And yes. are yep. talking about. He was
0: in yeah Parasite, Snowpiercer, Memories of Murder, The Host, a bunch of um
1: He's always he's like Bong Joon-ho's like
0: muse. Um, yeah. Muse, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah I'll well, d- I
1: look forward to you not
0: watching it next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, one of these days, one of these weeks, I'm going to come out and be like, guess what? I watched them all. all right. We're back in three months back you into the gonna- into the vaults. <laughs> throw them all in. Yep. There's mine. so my my watch list. My assignment for next time is broker. Go, uh, go head over to your watch list and right. tell me what and you get.
1: Shuffle. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. Uh ooh, I don't know. Uh, Florida Project so very good. Sean Baker very good yep. um yeah uh, good stuff I did not like Red Rocket very much no, no. Uh, not as much <laughs> as you so yeah uh I'm curious about this one I am I'm, you know, I'm very interested you know <clears throat> love Willem Dafoe and you know as somebody who also grew up um you know uh I'll just say middle class, uh, yeah. n- very near a Disney theme park. Uh, I feel like maybe <laughs> I can relate to this just down the street from one different Disney theme park. Yeah, uh, Disneyland. On you know, the opposite coast. Uh, yeah. the California project for me, but still.
0: <laughs> uh, what was I was going to say, did you see Tangerine, his uh, his first movie? Sean Baker's first movie? I
1: did not. That's the one that shot like an iPhone or something, right? It
0: is, yeah. Yep. Okay. That was very good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So... I only see Red Rocket, so hopefully yeah. I like this one better. Come back and see what we think of those. All right, let's do some uh, plugging. I actually do have uh, articles going up, uh, pretty regularly now. Spider Verse uh, lit a fire under my ass to keep uh, to go back to do that, so mm-hmm. I. Put up a blog post about my thoughts on Spider-Verse across Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. You can check that article out. I also have, uh, top five movies from this year since we're halfway through the year. I did an article about that. And I'll be doing one about, uh, my next one will be best books, best audio books I'll listen to this year. Um, suffice to say, the seven and a half, seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle will definitely be on there, but, uh, Sign up for my uh, sign up for my blog at uh, damian.sherman.blog.medium.com. Get my uh, blog over there. Um, go to B for Benedetta, my letterbox. I'm still 10 away from 100 followers, so follow me there. Film essays on YouTube, Anchor.com, which is now Spotify for podcasters. Easy way to make a podcast. Go back and listen to all my interviews from years past. Cinema Tech, Br Jaeger, um, I, f- I boy. Check out all the interviews in the feed there. Derek, what you got to plug?
1: Uh, I got to plug my podcast, other podcast, underrated. So this week uh, we are talking about Equilibrium. Uh, Ooh, so had a guest nice. on uh, Marcel from the Real Chums podcast. Came on, picked that movie out for us. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, going back and. Looking at that one, you know, it was not a movie I had remembered fondly, but I had yeah. a lot of fun revisiting it. <laughs>
0: the gun kata I invented yes, the, the gun, gun kata. Kata.
1: <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, it, uh, didn't technically
0: uh, the Matrix invent gun kata. I think that was a few years before equilibrium.
1: They didn't. They No, it, this is about doing karate moves while you're holding a gun. And the Matrix oh. was just about like. Like this is it's like a whole thing. It's like a it's like this is a martial art, but you're holding guns.
0: (laughs) Ah, what's the other thing? Oh, uh, I said the guest on the show was named Marcel. Did you hold back and not ask him if he had shoes on? I
1: I I did not ask him that. I I uh, I held off. So
0: yeah, I would not have been able to. Like Marcel, hey, you're you're (laughs) a shell. We got you some shoes on. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) All right. So with that. For uh, can I say something? That's the thing I always say. Can I uh, for can I say something? I have been Damien, I've been Derek. You next time. Bye Bye bye.